Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil Do. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is the man whose only acceptable way of extinguishing a candle is with a whip. And perfectly, flutter out of Mr. Drew Celestino. My favorite meal was a pot roast that you get out of the wall. Yes. Yes. Wall roast. Wall, wall roast is the most. It's, it's, it's good, good eating. It restores your health real quick. Just like that. Just like that. Full of vigor. Yes. What's up? How's it going? It's, it's, uh, it's here. We're here. We are here. Back to normal. Kind of. I checked, I checked that right before I came over. I checked like three times before I left the house. I'm like, where are my notes? Do I have my notes? Wait, no. Don't need episode notes. Well, lucky for you, I I have notes for uh, some of the stuff we're talking about today. Ah, okay. Yeah. Meant to take notes. It's okay. Didn't. I, I figured it'd be a good idea. It's okay. In the name of I'm good. ceremony all, and whatnot. It's all locked away up here. Okay. Up in the old noggin. I just I have a lot of uh, ground I wanted to cover and I want to forget anything. So, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. All righty, folks, let's get to our opening statements. Drew, hey. sir, how was your week? Uh, let's see. Um, honestly, it just kind of revolved around uh, various band uh, things happening. So, unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to our drummer Colin. Uh, he opted to leave the band. Delete. Delete. Ka- kind of, yeah. Delete. Yeah. Fade away. Class himself, himself as obsolete. It's okay. Um, we uh, have our first drummer, Zach, uh, filling in for the remainder of our summer shows. So we had uh, two rehearsals with him in the last week. Um, and we're playing again tomorrow to get ready for our show Saturday. So it's going pretty good. And uh, we sound great. And that's, you know, that was kind of a big... Uh, Big block of my time trying to get everything on the same page there. Is Zach yeah. a Lego maniac? Not to my knowledge, but he is a avid guitar collector, uh, musician, uh, and a fine gentleman. So, Would you say Zach attacks the drums? Yeah, he attacks many instruments, but in this case with us, yes, the drums. All right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, pretty good. I think we sound great, and it feels really good. So that should be a good time out at Stamps on Saturday night. So please, guys, come on out, dear listeners. Come on out to Stamps in Tonawanda. Uh, it's a fresh lineup for the city of Buffalo, actually, because it's my uh, my buddies in Ikelia from Brooklyn. The tour that they're on, it's the tour package coming out. And honestly, we are the only local band on the show. So awesome. you got uh, you got Brooklyn, you got your EPA bands. We've got some bands from Albany, I think, coming out. Like, it's a whole fresh lineup. So... <coughs> Come on down, check out something new. Protection agency bands. Uh, you said EPA bands. Your EPA. Oh, I talk well, fast. Do you try and keep up? Very fast. I'm like Winston Wolf. My brain is very slow right you now. You seem very out of sorts. I'm just. But we'll get to you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. To be you fair, you. though, you <laughs> Godspeed, little doodle. To be fair, though, uh, then we had Spider-Man, which we're going to get into yes. uh, to an exhaustive uh, degree. And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's really about it. Yeah, I had a very uh, Castlevania-y kind of weekend. Uh, the, the, the various happenings around the game, uh, the series, 
led me to a rabbit hole of listening to the soundtrack to various mm. games and then uh, to um, playing uh, some Super Castlevania 4 on my Super Nintendo. So, you know, had to be done in the name of, you know, current events and whatnot. So, of love. Uh, if that helps you, <laughs> but no, then that aside, uh, not much else really happened. Um, I'm good. No, no new Japan to to report this week, unfortunately. But uh, the G1 is coming up, so Jay and Dalsamino and I will be talking about that. Very, no very ninja soon. poo. Uh, ninja, ninja poo. Pro wrestling. I don't know. It ninja poo. No, it's not Ninja Poo. That's what it sounded like, though. Ninja Poo. I I know. We just gotta sound things out. That's all. But monkeys are to coo. Okay, you're not yourself today. What's up? Mm, I'm. I hit like. I hit. The, I'm on like a mental cycle where every like late January, early February, late July, or late June, early July, I just get kind of mentally fried out. Mm. between work and and everything so fortunately uh next week i will be on vacation yeah although unfortunately not a full vacation i couldn't get friday off but i'll have every other day off next week so some relaxation some recreation going away staying home no stay home okay i'm a big proponent of the staycation not so much that i'm against travel i just find that a lot of times when you Take a large chunk of time off for rest and relaxation and then put all the planning into something and you go and do it and get done. You come back and you're still, like, tired. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Not that I'm opposed to it by any means. I'm always down for a fun trip. But, uh, yeah, just going to kind of get chill out at home. All right. Relax. Uh, nothing really eventful this past week. Williams crawling around, doing great, whatnot. Um, no, yeah. no, no gaming tournaments to speak of. No tournaments. Okay. No, there wasn't any uh, last week. I think the next one I have is late August. All right. Um, so now it's just kind of you know experimenting with different ships and whatnot, different combinations. Um. So yeah, trying to trying to think of some stuff to come up with to fill our shows between now and oh, we'll, we, Defenders. We'll find things. Yeah. We will find things. We are resourceful like that. There's it's, some uncovered uh, Daredevil gems we can, oh, yeah. we can dive yeah, into. Yeah. So there's no, there's no plenty of stuff there. we're going we're gonna to be having fun with. Um, I'm kind of hoping Defenders is late August because I would like kind of like to take a break from doing the the episode breakdowns like good ah. like three or four week break well i think we're, get, we're getting a, that are we not yeah well there's no did they announce an official i would think it, right? it just said august i mean today for instance they uh dropped the stranger things trailer on it and it's coming out sooner than we thought we'll get to that in the news was that really a trailer i thought it was just a motion it's poster. a teaser but yeah i'll take what i can get um Defenders TV series, August 18th. Okay, so we okay. got time. So, yeah, we got some fun episodes to, to burn off and have fun with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, our, yeah, it was just kind of a, a the most vanilla week you could ever ask for, and I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to just, you know, take her easy, dude. Yep. Sometimes good just feel like a nut. Sometimes it 
Sometimes it, you don't. It don't. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Opening statements aside, completed. Time to move on to cross-examination, of which we do have some cross-examination. Bring it. Uh, first question comes from Mr. Dan Harbin. Hey. What's up, Dan? So this is a question for both of you. If all the fighters from Tekken, Mortal Kombat, and Street Fighter universes entered a tournament together, who would be the last two standing and who would be the winner? Well, on a technicality, I'm being facetious, but, you know, take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be someone from Mortal Kombat because they kill their opponents <laughs> and the other guys, the rounds just end. So, joking me says someone from Mortal Kombat, who I have no idea. How Raiden can ever be defeated as a god, I'm still not quite sure, but yeah, I just yeah. go with it because it's a fun game and all. Each each <laughs> franchise has their god slash demon character. Right. So. Uh, that's, that's a tough one, though, man. I don't know. But you forget, they actually have to win the fight to get to the point where they kill the person. They just don't lead with that in the fight. Oh, sure. I mean, I mean but... Hindsight being what it is, it's probably a good idea to lead with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, having said that, yeah. when it comes down to the end of the fight, whoever is defeated is dead. Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to square I mean, off against anyone in the Mortal Kombat franchise because yeah. it's not going to end well for me. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. If I, if I had to pick someone for Mortal Kombat, it would probably be Liu Kang. He's the chosen he's one there. kind of guy. Yeah. He's the Ryu of, of... But he's dead now, isn't he? In the No, because the, the whole war? thing got rebooted. Oh, okay. So I don't know what... The, to be fair, I didn't play MK10X, yeah. whatever, and I know that takes place... Uh, after the events of MK9, and MK9 reset the whole history of the franchise, basically. Okay. So I don't know where things stand now. <laughs> so you're yep. asking the wrong guy. All right. I hate to say that. Um, I've, with Street Fighter, I have to go with Ryu. Ryu. He's, he's the chosen... He's, yeah, like I said, he's the Liu yeah. Kang of, of, um, of Street Fighter. Tekken is tough because like, I'm not as well-versed in the lore of Tekken, but... For me, it just kind of comes down between Kazuya and Heihachi. What the whole f- series does, really. Yeah, so. I mean, Kazuya has survived being tossed off a mountain. <laughs> by, by, by Heihachi? By right? his father, yeah. <laughs> so, I think I think it would eventually come down to probably Kazuya and Ryu. Uh, both would, at some point in the fight, shift to their uh, demon modes. Evil Ryu would embrace the Setsui no Hado and become Evil Ryu, and uh, Kazuya would switch to Devil Kazuya. Okay. But I think at some point Ryu would, as he has in the established lore, he would learn to balance the murderous intent with the power of nothingness and eventually come out the winner. Let me throw a wrestling swerve at you, bro. Uh, Let's make this a three-way dance and put Liu Kang in there. And remember, he can turn into a dragon. Don't ask me how, but he can. He can also make an arcade machine drop <laughs> out of you out of nowhere. Too. And set you on fire somehow. I will drop the whole arcade on you, sir. Wow, the whole thing. <laughs> Every game. Um, so yeah, that would be... Uh, but at the same time, I'll freely admit I'm biased. But I think... Likewise, I'm, I have no I idea. Can, but that would be a fun throwdown. I think I can make a good enough argument that Ryu would. 
Irish mountaintop. So, Dan, thank you very much for your questions. We appreciate it. Now, on to Jay and the Bearer of the Wrath, Whipping Boy, Alan. Those questions. We'll start with Jay. Does he have like a scarlet W on him or something right now? (laughs) The Wrath. (laughs) For the Wrath? Jesus. Drew and Carl. Uh Uh-huh. If you could replace the cast from Coach with Daredevil <laughs> stop, characters. Stop right there. <laughs> I never watched Coach. Oh, man. I, I know did. Craig T. Nelson was in it. And then and then the big dude who was in the stand. Yeah. Uh, the guy. I forgot his name, but he was in the stand. Then he was in Guard on Oz. Yeah. Didn't he like voice Patrick and SpongeBob? The that sounds right. I don't know uh, that for sure, though. But that feels right. Yeah. M-O-O-N. That spells okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, so so we have to read the question again? If, if you could replace the cast from Coach uh-huh. with the Daredevil characters, who would your lineup be? Um, who's Craig T. Nelson and who's the, who's the doofus? That's the, that's the real question here. I would say stick for Craig T. Nelson. I was going to go with D'Onofrio. And... and well, no, he's saying the Daredevil characters. He's not saying the actors. Yeah, well, okay, King Kingpin then. Um, and then like, I don't know. Okay, if you're gonna go with Fisk for Craig T. Nelson, then you have to go with uh, Melvin. But but doesn't that kind of make sense though? It does make it's sense. Kinda, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of slow too. Yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> it does. Um, but once again, I never watched Coach, so Coach deep pull. <laughs> Drew. Yeah. If you had the choice, mm. what would you want the least? <laughs> a headbutt from Tomohiro Ishii. Mm. Did I say that right? You did. Good. A chop to the chest by Minoru Suzuki. Oof. A top rope dragon suplex by Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada, yep. Or V-Trigger from Kenny Omega? Oh, the least? Oh. Um. I, I am going to say I would least like to take the dragon suplex from the top rope. Because a dragon suplex is dangerous enough. From the top is insane and that makes it even more insane that kenny pulled it off on okada in their match uh in 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 january i i don't want to take that move i know what a suplex is mm-hmm. what is the dragon aspect of the it? dragon suplex is when i get I'm, you have to, this is an audio medium folks so you got to visualize uh i get behind you okay all right and imagine i'm going to put you in a uh I put my arms full Nelson, basically like a full Nelson. So my, okay. my my hands are locked behind your head, okay, and your arms are intertwined. All right, and then I suplex you back that way. So, so you really it's more have like a modified German suplex. Yeah, but you have you're not landing on the flat of your shoulders. Basically, you're yeah. landing yeah. straight on your neck. Essentially, hmm. it's yeah, yeah it's, go it's, with that it's, one it's dicey. It's a little painful. dicey. Although the Suzuki chop is also horrifying because that man might kill you. Yeah, he's a he's crazy. <laughs> he's scary. <laughs> he has flames in his hair, like Bam Bam Bigelow. No, like his hair is cut into flames. 
I mean, it, it's yeah. trust me. He's you don't you don't want to see this man at, at night. Trust me, ooh la la. He, okay. he, he's got the murder eyes. <laughs> Carl, <laughs> most desirable '90s X Men trait you'd like? Archangel's horrible trauma. Gambit's creepy Creole sexual predator voice. <laughs> Cable's inability to properly wipe based on Lee Field's anatomy. Or Colossus's rusty junk. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is it just his junk that's rusty? I have no idea. Um, I'm going to have to go with uh, Gambit's creepy creole sexual predator voice hey, mon ami um, uh, mon ami he was such a 90s character he really like you know you know what gambit was it's like the poochie episode of the simpsons no because he's still i mean how do we make the q k e w l est character we can in the yeah, 90s he's got a trench coat He's not the worst. He's got character. long hair and a staff. I mean, he's very formulaic in what makes him smokes. cool. Yeah, you're just kind of listing off all the. <laughs> he's checking all the thing. boxes. Yep, yeah, <laughs> but they he had some depth to him. I mean, he's not he's not gonna be my favorite X Men character, but he's not my least favorite. Fair enough. Um, okay, so those are Jay's questions. Jay, thank you very much. On to Alan. Carl and Drew. Hey. With the success of the Castlevania and Voltron series on Netflix, do you see more adult-themed cartoons happening? Toonami tried years ago and made some quality cartoons like the remade Thundercats. Why didn't it work for Toonami? Well, answering the last question first, the reason we didn't... Anytime a cartoon show that's really good on a cable network like Cartoon Network or something like that that's based on like a property like Thundercats or like, for example, Young Justice, which I know Alan and I are big fans of. Anytime a show like that is really good and then it's gone right away, it's simple for one sole purpose. The toys aren't selling. Those shows are created in a lot of ways still today are created to sell toys. Transformers G.I. Joe stayed on the air for as long as they did because the toys sold. So, but yeah, that's why, because I remember that Thundercats show on Cartoon Network. That show was legit. I was crying at the second episode. But since it's targeted to adults, even though there are toy collectors as adults, they're not quite as many yeah, yeah. As, as kids. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. Also, consider that, uh, I mean, Adult Swim has a lot of adult-themed shows. Yeah. But they're weird because some of them are, are quirky comedies and are you know really, really nutty. But Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim also has a very strange, strange production schedule. <laughs> well, that and they just outright cancel shows when they're very yeah. popular and they move their time slots around for no reason a lot. Like, I don't understand that channel. I, I, I feel like they're self-destructive somehow. It's like you got really good stuff, but I want some consistency to it. Right. Like, forever, I mean, like, like Aqua Teen back in the day was, like, amazing, right? Yeah. But, and it had a regular time slot until it didn't. Then it was yeah. like, if they moved it around all the time, how how was I supposed to know when it's on, man? I mean, like, now everything's kind of based around Rick and Morty. Which, yeah, which I haven't seen yet, but... It's probably the funniest show on television. I am okay, I want to watch this show, but I got to be honest with you. And this is here's a question for the audience. Maybe I should wait, but 
I'm just going to drop it now if, before we can move on. Yeah, you've, it's you've fresh created the suspense. It's fresh on my mind. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> at what point is it? And this is an, this is up to the individual. It's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not. You know. Uh, at what point is it that something that is universally beloved or universally praised? At what point does the the volume of of the fandom basically weigh down the person who hasn't seen it yet to the point where it's just like you know what i'm never gonna watch this now because no, just- that's, that's a valid question because you know you know what i you know what show i'm like that with breaking bad okay like i've never watched breaking bad at this point i think just watching it would just be a letdown no i think you'd really dig it see and that would be my same response to you if you said that about rick and morty okay like i think you will love rick and morty okay it's so funny um but no i that's a valid point there are times like i'm that way especially with movies like if i watch a movie that's been really hyped up i think i've talked about this before on the show if i watch a movie that's been really hyped up for a long time and i haven't seen it two examples immediately spring to mind spinal this is spinal tap yeah and the lego movie okay but like, the problem with this is Spinal Tap. It's not that I have a problem with it. It's good, but it's like it didn't live up to what everyone built it up to be. Like all the scenes that were funny were the scenes that I already knew were funny. I didn't get anything new out of watching it. Hmm. I'd watch it again. So it wasn't like world changing for me the way it was for some people. I'm not dissing it at all. I'm saying it's it's definitely deserves its place in the Comedy Hall of Fame. Um, and the Lego movie, like everybody was said, like this movie is like the greatest thing ever created. I watched it. I was like, yeah, it's fun. Okay. I mean, why do you hate, why do you hate fun, Carl? I like it. (laughs) I don't hate fun. Let love in, Carl. I just, I just don't want, you know, the expectation of fun to be so overblown that it doesn't live up to that hype. Okay, that's fair. That's, so, that's my question. But yeah, I, that's I, that's essentially what you're asking. I'm, I totally understand. I'm at, I'm, yeah. I'm, I feel like I'm at the cusp with Rick and Morty. I will then start tonight. Yeah, you can get through in like a weekend. There's only two seasons. There's not a lot of episodes. Okay, in I'll I'll see what I can do. Yeah. But that's a yeah. Just putting that question out there. Rick is kind of like you. No. If you were a scientist and a full blown alcoholic, I, I okay. Yeah, I'll take yeah. over this. Because if you if you take your governor off and just let the full Drew Rage go and put a gene, not dissing your current intellect, but put a science genius level intellect in there, I can talk um, and remove all restraints you have with alcohol. Mm. Yeah. Alan, let me know if you agree with me or not, but that's pretty much Rick. <sighs> Okay. All right. Just saying. You're going to love it. All right. Carl. For the sequel to Homecoming, who would you like to see as the main villain, the actor you'd like to portray the villain, and would you like to see J. Jonah Jameson in the next film? Again, starting with last question first, of course I would love to see J. Jonah Jameson in the next film, but... The whole J. John Jameson, Daily Bugle aspect of the character has been absent from not only this film, but also Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. And being 
loving the character the way I do, obviously I do want to see that character in there, but I can also understand the argument for that aspect of the character kind of not being done because newspapers so i was going to ask you about that uh is that current yeah it's but at the same time like i don't want to say it would be like a hipster thing to do you could still do it could still do it well um they could make him into like a tmz kind of guy oh i would hate that i would hate it because you know what because you know what is fitting though no i know but no it, you know at the same time it's kind of not because at his heart j joan jameson's a journalist you scrape away everything from the surface he is a he's a live or die journalist who believes in like actual newspaper journalism yeah so i don't i think making him a tmz would be a discredit to the character um which you know this movie has shown they have no problem with discrediting classic supporting characters we'll get to that later um <laughs> it's so hard though to picture anyone else in that role other than jk simmons it's so hard they kind of nailed it the first time yeah it's like that 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 sir that is perfect um villain I would like to see, I've always said, and no one agrees with me, rightfully so, because it's a, it's a personal thing, and and you know I, I get that he's not a great, all-time great, but I would love to see Mysterio. I think you could really do an interesting twist on Mysterio with the technology they have established in the MCU. Yeah. Yes, he's still a special effects guy. But let's say he's like working with uh, fully interactive 3D environments like hologram projections and whatnot. And one of them, like, they're doing it on a movie. And one of them falters because he tried to make it too real and a big star gets hurt and gets fired and whatnot, yada, yada, and goes down there. Um, so Mysterio, Mysterio, I would like uh, more realistic to happen. Um, I'd love to see the Hobgoblin. You're not gonna. But- yeah, I know. I don't want to see the Green Goblin. I don't think uh, I the think Green you, Goblin needs to be put to bed for a good long time. But I would love to see the Hobgoblin. I would love to see the Mysterio. Um, Tombstone, I think, would be. But he he's not strong enough to carry a movie by himself. He's a well as, he, as we've established in these movies, he can make a good little B player. Yeah, he'd be be a good player. B player. Um, Given our crack to Electro. A proper crack at Electro? Electro wasn't terrible in uh, Amazing uh, Spider-Man 2. Uh, the thing that killed Amazing Spider-Man 2 was Green Goblin. That Oh, that yeah, whole, that was the problem. That movie got a lot of stuff right. That Did it get uh, that, Electro that, being a blue jellyfish man right? Iteration. Well, it's what he was in the Ultimate series. I don't care about that. I want the green suit with the lightning bolt <laughs> no, I mask. Get you. I know you're, you're preaching the choir, here. Um, but not the lightning bolt mask. The way it's big. that you have to tweak a little bit. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Okay. <laughs> I like the outlandish. Um. So yeah. The maybe you know what? Do a next Spider-Man film releasing around Halloween? Do Morbius. I think the director actually talked cool. about that. He thought that'd be could, cool. Can we do Craven? Yeah, Craven. 
great. Could be pretty, pretty dope. Because that's a realistic the concept. Villains, they could make it. They the could make villains it work. that you have to work harder to make work in the film are the ones I would get most excited about. Craig so, be pretty easy. He would be easy, but at the same time, like, how do you get him on the same physical level as Spider-Man? It would have to be pure tactics. Yeah. So, and I mean, there's obviously some aspect of like, per, you know, chemical enhancement. Sure. Oh, sure. So yeah. So yeah, that would be that. Uh, Drew. Yeah. How would you deal with Carl's wrath? <laughs> and his, his second question is, Drew, what is best in life? Uh, the answer to the second question is easy. It is to crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. The answer to your first question. Uh, You've never really had the wrath for an extended. I I haven't, but how would I deal with it if I did? Um, I would I would. Well, knowing me, and I do, (laughs) (laughs) and I do know myself, I would at first try to make amends, but knowing Carl, like I do, he's not gonna make amends easily. So. At that point, I just double down, and I deal with the wrath by being even worse, to yeah. invoke more wrath. Because eventually, a, d- a detente will be reached. There's only so much wrath. <laughs> no. between, the, between two people, there can only be so much wrath. Yeah, wait for the next game night. But that's, yeah, but that's only a couple weeks in. I'm saying, you know, weeks on end, and eventually it's like, <sighs> I think you, each of you will have exhausted your respective wrath. Nope. You shake your head, but nope. Yeah, I, I. It's gonna be hurting. Okay, that's what I do. All right, <laughs> burn the candle of both ends. <laughs> burn the candle of both ends. The wrath can be sated if a if a penance is is made. If it was you, there is no penance to be made for Alan. Wow, he will, he will bear the wrath. Till the end of the year. Try to remember, folks. If you're if you're puzzled as to what we're talking about, he was busting our chops about being on summer vacation. Oh well, yeah, but you you know that's that's, constantly busting our chops about being on summer vacation. What was the the gaming act that pushed it over the edge? He did it during (laughs) a game. Okay, and I was like, you know what? No, we're we're going to this will not stand, man. We're going to aggression will not stand. Okay, fair enough. All right, awesome. That concludes our cross-examination for a week. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to send us any questions or comments about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at the following social media locations. On Twitter, you can follow us at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdupod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com that being said time to go into a very light load of case files yet again this week um, as we talked about last week we're ramping up to san diego comic-con uh, it's the biggest comic-con of the year and all the big outlets are kind of holding back the big blockbuster announcements for that but we do have some stuff to talk about um the first thing is starting off on uh, unfortunate down note earlier this week it was announced that uh joan liebner the wife of marvel legend comic book legend stanley uh passed away i believe it was complications from a stroke 
Um, these two, this is very sad news because for as much as we have to thank Stan for what he's done, for what he's created and how he's waved the flag for the industry all these years, we have that much more to thank Joan because she is the one who convinced Stan to give comics one more crack when he was considering leaving. And he did. And the next comic he made was Fantastic Four, and the rest, as they say, is history. Isn't that ironic? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a huge bummer, man. Uh, 94? 94. 94 years old. Man. Yeah. I hope I make it that long. <laughs> yeah, and I hope that I am with my wife for as long as they yeah, were there. Yeah, definitely. 50... 60 years that's a long time and she even survived uh stan's swinging 70s when you <laughs> yeah <laughs> allegedly yeah i think well. the, i think it's all hearsay and rumors um that's a huge bummer man uh yeah. what a what a legacy i mean honestly what a legacy for stan but but look at her place in it like without yeah. her there is no stan that's that's just an inspiration like comics aside look at this the state of marriage today in our society you know Ten years, five years is an accomplishment. Yeah, these two were together for decades. Yeah, well, it's a different generation. Yeah, that's what you did back then. But yeah. uh, it seems to be like uh, they were they were tr- very much uh, true uh, true love though, yeah. based on uh, all all accounts. Um, all I can say about it is I just hope uh, in situations like that when, when the couple is of that age. <sighs> Knock on wood, but you know, usually when a spouse goes, yeah, um, it's 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 tough for the survivor, yeah. and you know, I don't, I don't I'm not going to use, use the words, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I just, no, I, I mean, hope we have Stan for a long, will, long time. There, dude, dude's as, in his nineties, man. I, as long as we can yeah. have him. I mean, when the, when that day when that day comes, man, I mean, there's there's going to be tears and. There will be an entire episode. If we're still doing this because he's probably going to outlive us all. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> he's got the time gem. He's working. He's working that thing. He's a well. He is a watcher. Um, he is a watcher. Uh, there will be an entire episode of the show simply dedicated to Stan talking about Stan, everything he's done. But definitely, our our thoughts, our prayers, our our warmest wishes go out to him and his family for the loss of the matriarch of the family. So yeah. There was that. Um, I think the only other thing we really have from this week is they announced casting for the New Warriors television show. Will there be Night Thrasher on a skateboard? <sighs> it's all I want. I really hope not. Why? Why not? Was he on a skateboard originally? Oh, yeah. Night Thrasher on a skateboard. <sighs> Marvel Series 2 trading cards. They make a, They make a fact about it. I'm going to guess no. Come on. Kids yeah. love skateboards. Well, the big the big news of this announcement is the casting of Squirrel Girl. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, Milena Weintraub. The I girl believe. from the AT&T commercials. Yeah, she's been on uh, a couple other shows and whatnot. But, I mean, you look at her in those commercials and you see what she looks like. And that's that's pretty much spot on casting. Okay. But, I mean, it's it's Squirrel Girl. It's Kids one love the, Squirrel Girl. I know. It's one of those characters that's, like, really <laughs> super popular, and I'm just not, like, you know, Gwenpool and Spider-Gwen. And, yeah. You know, 
Well, at least Incredible it, Hulk Gwen and Captain America Gwen. At least uh, this, at least Squirrel Girl is actually like you know from this universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's and, core. Yeah. All these other alternate universe Gwen Stacy's is a little. Uh, kinda, it's kind of like, it's kind of like in humans. I'm like, okay, there's that thing that's out there for someone. Someone. This is going to be someone's favorite show, and that's cool. Uh, just not going to be like a real big blip on my radar. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe did not. They, it's like mention? it's like Cloak and Dagger, man. It's like it, it's going to be for somebody. I'm more not interested for me. In, only because they're they kind of got their start with Spider Man, like in the heyday of Spider Man, like late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. But again, I think the target. The, I mean, based on the, the trailer we watched, like, yeah, it's it's, it's, eh, it's, it's not younger for me. skew. I'm an old man now. <laughs> Twisted it's, and evil. It's weird for me to watch those shows. Like, yeah, you know. Child services gets called on you if you start watching <laughs> this kind of stuff all the time. That that's you know that's funny. Um, can you think of anything else? I um, dude, not really. Uh, it's been kind of a it's it's been ho hum. Comic Con is looming, and I know there's going to be a lot of stuff coming out of that. Um, but not a lot going on right now. Uh, I got some good news, uh, sort of, kind of for you know Switch fans. I mean, if you're into wrestling and. Uh, you have a Switch. WWE 2K18 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. That's that's actually a pretty big deal. They haven't Nintendo hasn't had a WWE game since like 2013 or t- 2011 or something like that. So that's pretty cool. And it's a fully featured version of the game. It is. It's got all the features and stuff that the uh, Xbox and the PS4 version have. So uh, memo to EA: um, It can be done. You don't have to pawn off a you know sloppy port on us we're we'll, we'll, we want the full game please thank you so yeah that's kind of cool that's that's fair um it was oh another thing it was announced today that uh, uh season two of luke cage first episode's yeah. got a got a big name comma director yes um lucy lou lucy lou is gonna direct the first episode of Luke Cage. That's interesting. That, that is interesting. That's it's kind of cool. Why is she not on the show? Directing. I don't know. Maybe she wants to, you know, because she's still on that show, Elementary. So Which I think she's be, directed episodes of that. So Yeah, maybe so it might be a scheduling conflict. She's branching out. Or not. Good for yeah, her. Who knows? You know, she's uh, she's very well versed in the Tarantino style. and Oh, yeah. I think the, uh, the Marvel Netflix shows, um, what... Well, Luke While Cage, I would not say they are in the Tarantino style, if anyone you can definitely was, tell Luke there's Cage. a little bit of seasoning in there. Yeah, but if any one of them was, I would say Luke Cage is the most. Yeah. So I'm just going over like Twitter and stuff and whatnot to see. Yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's pretty calm out there right now. Kind of dry out there. But that's okay. Big stuff is coming. Comic Con is probably gonna drop the bomb on all of us and there's going to be all kinds of good stuff to talk about so we talk about the uh major league baseball all-star game no no let's not talk about that oh um i guess uh umbrella academy is getting a series on netflix yay i've you know what i've never read umbrella academy but at the same time i've never heard a bad thing about it i resisted reading it because it was written by gerard way right and he yes. was a singer for My Chemical Romance, a band that I could not care less about. And that kind of steered me away from reading it. But now Gerard Way is writing Doom Patrol. 
and I really like it. So now I'm like, well, maybe I shouldn't have judged him so harshly for being a singer in a band I really hate. So, you know. He's possible for Grant Morrison. He is. He literally. He's their buddies. He's he's who I want to be. <laughs> if only I knew. Hey, Drew. Yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> Remember the 90s, Drew? I, I do. It's a good time. I just saw some thing on Twitter. Uh, Marvel to release lenticular legacy variant covers. Sure. Why not? Just because. And while they're at it, why don't they make them die cut foil? Because, em- hey. Embossed. Embossed. Em- hey, embossed. Why not? Sure. Yeah, why sure. not? Let's member the 90s. Let's member them some more. Mambi? Mambi 90s? All right. Marvel's... They this legacy thing better work out for them. I know it's probably not gonna. Your optimism is surprising to me. I, I let's see what happens. But they better hope it works out because I feel like all these little tricks they're pulling lately are just. I think consumers are getting a little tired. Of well, it. let me ask you this then: What is a win for you? With, at the end of Legacy. Um, I honestly don't know what, what I'd consider a win. Just how about how about this? How about um, no more shock tactics for a good three to five years? No more crossover events for the same time period. And um, but still, general smaller crossovers. A guest, character guest can guess, yeah, you can you yeah. can crop up here and there, but I don't want any big events for like five years. Let's just make comics again and let everyone kind of do their thing and tell their stories and no more shock tactics, no more cap is a Nazi crap, no more, you know, whatever. Just let's just let's just roll for a while and tell stories and and have a good run. Yep. Let's, let's just do that. That's a win for me. I agree with that. I would be happy with no big events like for like two years because they're averaging two a year now, three to five years. No, I'd be extremely those, happy with that. But I'm saying if I got two years without anything, I'd to me it's not enough because two years is going to go. Dude, I know in my thirties now, two years is going to go by quick. And uh, then I'm really in your 30s. That's right. And I'll be crying about it when they, so two years ago by they'll do an event and I'll be like, they just did one. And then someone younger will be like, that was like forever ago. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't know what forever is. <laughs> Get over here. Get off my lawn. Anyway. Uh, yeah, 5 years no events. Let let teams run. Yep. Please don't uh uh run off your good talent either. Let them yeah. work. Let creative teams create. Yeah. Um, that's, that would be a win. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I hope it does. Yeah. All right. That closes up the case files. We got some reviews to do. We do. We got, not, not Daredevil related. Well, sort of Daredevil. Actually, related. yeah. I take yeah. that back. <laughs> um, we've got some Daredevil comics to talk about. We've got a Castlevania Netflix show to talk about, and we've got a Spider-Man movie to talk about. Drew, where do you want to start? I think uh, we'll save Spider-Man for last. Yes, that's fair. Let's talk about um, Daredevil Comics. Daredevil Comics. 
on point with the show. So in the past two issues that I've from from whence we left off, I believe, right? Yes. So Did you Matt's, read this week's issue that comes out tomorrow? Uh, the that came out last Wednesday. Sorry. Would that be the this one? one? Yes. Yes, okay, I did good. read this one. Um, so Matt's big plan is now set in motion. Yes, his plan to not. It's originally when they built this up, it was a plan to eradicate all organized crime in New York City. I don't necessarily see this doing that, but he's trying to set a new standard of allowing superheroes to be able to testify in criminal trials without revealing their secret identity. That is correct. So it's kind of a reverse superhero registration? Well, it, it rather than them being vigilantes out of the legal process, this allows them to be directly part of the legal process yes. as witnesses. Um, it still doesn't quite clear up, you know, uh, how they're allowed to beat the crap out of villains and yeah, you, I mean, you, you, I th- you know, I still, yeah, it's still due really, process. Yeah. but it's but a cool idea though. It is. Um, yeah, I really like the way Charles Soule structures the story. He is a lawyer. He is knows, he? yeah, he knows really? his way around oh, okay. a legal proceeding. So uh, I think this was a, probably a, a near and dear story to him. If I had to guess, cool. Um, so yeah, Matt testifies in court as Daredevil against uh, Slug. Yes. And the judge allows it. And despite all the motions and the unexpecteds uh, that the defense brings up, uh, the judge does allow it. And, you know. Yeah. The main the main question of is this really Daredevil or just some dude in a Daredevil costume comes up. And, and that's actually pretty big. Yeah. And Daredevil kind of puts his abilities on display for a little bit. But the judge is still kind of wavering until, like, you know, bad guys show up to try and kill Slugansky or... Yeah, it's called the Slug. Slug. Yeah. And Daredevil gets to properly display that he's actually Daredevil. Yes. Um, And so, but... And so, uh, by extension, the judge uh, rules that he is Daredevil and he can... He is who he says he is, in other words. Yes. And he is allowed to testify without unmasking against Slug. Yes. Now that is still a big question, though. So, like, because there's I, an appeal. There, oh, of happening. course, yeah. And the appeal and very some, much. I mean, the, the the original question still stands. Yeah, sure. Daredevil can go into court and fight villains who conveniently show up and show yeah. off his power set. But like, who's to say that Spider-Man, like hypothetical, yeah. Spider-Man shows up in court, full costume, mask on? Yeah, uh, it could be anybody. Theoretically, and someone has a problem with this process. Of course they do. That's someone being none other than the, air quotes, recently reformed Wilson Fisk. Uh-huh, yeah. Because uh-huh. he's about as reformed as, you know, he's not reformed. He's not reformed. The kingpin will never reform. Yeah. Um, I just love the last panel of that issue where he's just like, you're not playing fair. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I get that to... Like the dichotomy between the the villains and the heroes, there's. It's almost like a lot of times there's a, some unwritten codes. Of course there are. Yeah, and Matt is breaking them. To, yeah, I guess yeah. he is. Um, so now Kingpin's involved. Yes, and Which makes this the second comic series i'm reading kingpin and he's currently appearing in doctor strange ah there's some i'm a little behind him strange Strange. stuff going on there okay um so kingpin 
wants this squashed, but he can't involve himself yet. Yeah. As the Kingpin does, he often works from behind the scenes. He plays the long game. Yes, sir. So he wants Murdoch dead. Yeah. And to do so, well, twofold. First, he wants Murdoch dead. We're going to put that on the side. But on top of that, he wants this case into the state Supreme Court. He wants Matt Murdoch to lose. Yes. So the heroes lose. Yes. And so, let, let's just remember, this is an interesting dynamic to see the kingpin in, because for the first time in a long time, he does not know Matt Murdock is Daredevil. Right, right. So that's, I mean, they're not, like, beating you over the head with that, but there's some interesting little things they do that kind of, like, throw you off kilter. Like, why don't, like, he refers to Murdoch's now. Oh, that's right. He doesn't remember. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's really cool. Cat is back in the back. Yes. Makes you wonder how he's going to find out this time. Because you know he's going to find out. He always does. Yes. Um, so he's got legal counsel to go work the state Supreme Court. Yes. Legal. Legal. Counsel. Mr. Legal or whatever Mr. his legal. name is. So he's apparently a whiz kid. Kid. He's old. Yeah. But a wizard lawyer. Ace used to be Tony Stark's lawyer. Yes. Now he's working for the Kingpin. Well, you know, legal got to eat. I, I I guess so. When you, when you work for Tony Stark, you get used to filet mignon. That's eh, I mean, morally, that's quite the client shift. But whatever. You're prescribing morals to a lawyer. <laughs> See what you about Daredevil's a lawyer, man. Come on. Exception to the rule. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so this guy, though, is very good, and he is going to uh, do everything he can to dismantle, dismantle the case in the in court. Which but brings us to a meeting that Matt is having with another fellow lawyer. Well, let's not forget, Kingpin is also that he wants. That's the court angle. Yeah. The other angle is we're going to kill Matt Murdock. Yeah. Hey, Tombstone. Go kill Matt Murdock for me. Tombstone of pizza, Pierre. <laughs> um, and the the stinger was a don't be in the bag. Yeah. So if Kingpin was beating up a punching bag while he's talking to the lawyer, and then the bag starts to drip. Yep. Red stuff. It was, it was not stuffed with sand. No. Unless the Sandman was in there. And- Did you ever hear of the old, the old uh, uh, thing about punching bags, by the way? No, Do you know what? what's in the punching bags? Sand. Allegedly. Did you ever open one up? No. I, I, back in the day, it's kind of a little running gag, gag, a, a running thing among some uh, forum friends of mine. If you got a heavy bag, man, open it up. You might find, like, old clothes in there. All right. I'm just saying. As long as you get to punch it. You yeah. get to punch it. I'm just saying. It's not, it might not be sand inside. It might be, like, <laughs> old, dirty clothes. <laughs> So anyone out there who has a punching bag out there, open her up and let us know what's inside. I'm, I'm curious. <laughs> I'm just curious. I want to know. So anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Tombstone is sent to kill Matt. Matt is meeting with a friend, though. Yes. An old familiar face. Miss Jennifer Walters. Miss Jennifer Walters, also known as? Uh, currently just Hulk. Not yeah. Yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. But normally She-Hulk. Yes, normally She-Hulk. Matt wants to run the case by her, which, again, lawyer's yeah. lawyer stuff. Um, and she sees the, the genius in Matt's plan, but at the same time, she's also cautioning him on going up against legal. Yes, and I think, doesn't she remark, like, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should? Yeah. She pulls an Ian Malcolm on him. Yeah. 
before you knew what you had, you <laughs> licensed it and and you slapped on a lunchbox and, you and now it. you're selling it. You're selling it. <laughs> uh, Kingpin uh, finds a way. Hold on to your butts. <laughs> kind of something like that. Tombstone shows up. Yes. And I like that Matt, uh, she corrects Matt kind of when he asks about why she's not in She-Hulk mode. And then we get Matt's inner thoughts. And there's apparently some kind of unwritten rule with heroes. Yeah, you don't ask about powers or changes in powers and whatnot. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't I, ask. Superheroes I, have a little, little policy. Okay. I guess. What, a, what about costumes, though? Is you know, this, this reminds me of an idea I always had for a story called The Code. Okay. Basically, it would take place in the early Marvel Universe, like birth of the marvel universe and uh like fantastic four is fighting dr doom and you know dr doom all of a sudden just poops himself <laughs> just okay. literally poops poops himself uh-huh because he had to go sure and like you know it's kind of in the middle for something you can only hold out for so long uh-huh even grown men uh-huh and fan, the Fantastic Four learn about this, and they like just laugh at him. They're just mocking him throughout the entire. It's only going to fuel Doom's rage, you which know they that. win. A couple months later, say, um, you know, uh, who, uh, like someone's fighting Cap. Okay. You know, Red Skull. We'll sure. say Red Skull. Sure. Getting in the fight. Yeah. Cap poops himself. Uh-huh. So, Red Skull laughs at him. You know, everyone makes a mockery. Yeah. In his, not too long after that, in a secret meeting, the heroes and the villains come together and agree upon the code. Which is? That at any given point in a fight, if you need to relieve yourself, you can call a timeout. <laughs> This is the, this is your pitch this, for a comic. This is the code. Uh huh. It's like a one off. It's not meant to be a series. A one off. Com- oh, okay. Comedy tale. Okay. Yeah. And well, so, like, they agree upon the code, and then you just show little vignettes of like famous Marvel moments, and just kind of interject when the code was called. In, like was you can't you can't call the code for any other reason other than you got to poop, got pee pee your pants wow all the cool kids pee their pants <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, that's just you're kind of sick but okay sure uh, you know the brain is not working so well it's right now it's, we'll we'll i'll get you through them the code. so who should show up in the in the course of our little meeting with she hulk not she hulk and uh and matt and that would be tombstone tombstone pizza pierre <laughs> and you hear the commercial in your head kind of He's going to kill Matt right here and now. Yeah. In the bar full of lawyers. Yep. All right. Matt gets tossed outside. And things are not looking good. Um, Jennifer tries to interject. She takes a backhand of the face for it. Yes. Which is a bad idea. Tombstone, buddy. I know you don't know what you don't know, but. Now you know what you didn't know. That's right. And that is that she's not She-Hulk anymore. She's now rage, raging female Hulk. Raging gray Hulk. Yeah. 
What? How did that happen? I think it was something having spinning off from um, Civil War Two. Yeah, then they kill Banner sure. and she got mad. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but Banner's back now. So is he in Legacy? I think. Yeah. Okay. Or in Secret Empire, he showed up or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to keep tabs on all this. So now she's a regular old Hulk. And like a childlike, you know, Hulk. And she beats the crap out of Tombstone. But she can also apparently still control her transformations. To a degree. Yeah. Yeah. She makes quick work of Tombstone and then... She could have killed him, though. Yeah. And Matt had to play coy. He couldn't, like, let on that he knew what was happening. Because remember, blind... Yes. But it was through his uh, asking, hey, Jennifer, is everything okay? Your voice sounds different. It triggered her to remember, okay, keep calm. Yeah. Don't kill this guy. Yeah. Return to normal. So, and that's, you know, what she poses the, yep. you know, could, should uh, question to Matt. So, now Matt is uh, in court and it is his turn to testify. And that's where we leave off, yep. essentially. That's, you know, legal lays out his defense, and then Matt's if, getting ready to get started, and then we get the old to be continued. Now, if he loses, Daredevil might have to unmask. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to, like, bring him in to unmask yeah, yeah. or anything, but, you know, his the testimony will be stricken. Slug will get off with murder, and uh, Matt may have to unmask someday, which... Yeah. I, the, the, it's look, folks. It's Daredevil. His, yep. his identity's going to get out. Season three, by the way. Yeah. How are they? It's probably going to be the, the the point of the series. Probably. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I really like this story. Okay. I like it because it's a Daredevil story that's not focusing on Matt's personal tragedy, which a lot of story because I mean it's one of the things we love about the character, but. It's also nice to have a break from that in the storytelling and just have him focusing on whether it be, you know, daredeviling or lawyering. It's it's nice to have just kind of more of a straight up traditional uh air quotes superhero story. Sure, but it is one with his uh, a unique bend for the character though. It's yes. not, it's not just, you yeah. know, superheroics for the sake of it. It's it's themed pretty heavily yeah. around matt's job essentially yeah and i like that because i think that was for as much as i enjoyed the mark wade run um a lot of that was kind of never really focused on not really it was just more of a lighthearted take yeah which was was you know which was also a welcome change yeah because you know matt's matt's uh dark melodrama can get heavy yeah after a while and uh you know We'll see, because like I think this, like I feel like the Charles Soule run so far has been, it's not the lighthearted Mark Wade run, but it's also not the full blown uh, Baskin in noir darkness of like the Brubaker and Bendis runs either. Yeah, which are my preferred runs, but you know it's like, again you got to freshen it up once in a while. Yeah, got to keep things going. Yep. So, so yeah, looking forward to it. Um, yeah. Did you read Defenders? Not yes, no? yet. Not yet. Um, I think we should probably do uh, a segment before the show starts where we break down the comics. Is this a miniseries or a series? I think it's ongoing. Okay. Well, we'll break down as much as we can. Yeah. And kind of get a feel for it before we dive into the show. Cool. And we should probably give a little breakdown of what the Defenders are and who they were in the comics historically. So we'll, we'll get into all that business. Sounds good. 
on to our next thing we have to review. In the name of ceremony, sir. In the name of ceremony. Because I did take notes. Okay. Rustle the papers. Because we can't do that with comics. No. 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 No, 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 no. Even though they're new comics and probably never going to be worth anything monetarily, we still respect the book. Got a bag and board. Got to respect the book. Um, So, earlier this week, a new series debuted on Netflix, Castlevania. Now, we knew this was coming. We did. I didn't know it was dropping as soon as it did, though. No, yeah. I was thinking it was going to be much later in the year, maybe like uh, like October-ish. Ish. But no, we, we we got it. And it's not, to be fair, calling it a season is... is, is yeah, yeah. Well, with I think with the animated stuff, uh, Netflix is much more restrictive on the first season. This is a very toe-in-the-water kind of thing. Yeah, because like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I'm watching that show f is for family on netflix yeah and the first season of that was only six episodes okay well so i think with animation they kind of take a let's wait and see approach to it well we got four episodes we got four roughly half hour episodes roughly yeah yeah and i'll i'll let you because this is this is more your video game wise this is more your wheelhouse i'm a a castlevania guy okay so i'll let you you go ahead all right. Um, so, what did I, I mean? You want my overall take on it? I guess yeah, it's, just, it's just, you know it's just rock and roll. You do it's, it. rock, <laughs> it's a jam sesh. Um, I would say this show is a mixed bag. Um, let's let's. I'm going to focus on the positive to start. I like the first episode and the back half of the last episode the most. The first episode deals primarily with Dracula and his, not so much his origin, but his uh, reason for wanting to wipe out all life in in Eastern Europe. (laughs) Um, And it's tragic in a way. So they set it up. So, and and mind you, this is from the game. Okay. Um, where he meets his wife, she goes to him seeking knowledge of, of science, which is forbidden by the church and the yep. village he comes from. And he takes a liking to her, despite being a recluse and not wanting to deal with humanity after yeah. centuries. She's not scared of him. She's not scared of him. She kind of she kind of talks talks down to him a little bit. She, yeah, you know, she's sassy, <laughs> and he likes that. Believe it or not, sassy Miss Drackey. You'd, you'd think he would be like puny mortal, dead. No, he takes a shine to her. Yeah. Um, and they get married and she indulges him to, you know, try being a man again, travel the cat. I like how they say that the the castle is a traveling machine, basically, which it is because it disappears and reappears from time to time every hundred years. Um, she, you know, travel like a man, walk the earth. You know, like, like Kane like from Kane. Kung Fu. <laughs> and he does, but, you know, one day... Which coffin's yours? The one that says on it. Hey, watch it. Family show. say it. <laughs> his, his coffin should I say that, him. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, that was, that was good. It, it, but then, as you know, as, as in the game... Spoilers, everybody. Uh, he's off on his little excursion, and the church comes looking for the wife after... And she's a witch. She's a witch, and they kill her. 
she's she's married to Satan himself. They're not wrong, but she's not really a witch. But but she they kill they burn her anyway. Dracula gets back and finds out, and he vows revenge. Not only does he vow revenge, he gives them a year. He gives them one year to get out of Dodge, or he's going to purge Eastern Europe of, of yeah. all human life. And they don't get out of Dodge. No. No. Because why would they? Why would they heed the warning of the giant flaming voice in the sky? <laughs> so, yeah. So he sicks all the demons on them night after night after night after night after that. And they still stay there. And they still yeah, and they still don't leave because reasons, I guess. I Okay. Um, and then, you know. Okay, so that's like the first episode, which I thought was really good. So... Here's where the show for me doesn't work. So like, so like Dracula, I like the, the voice performance and the, and the portrayal and yeah. that that they 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 hewed close to the games for that. This whole series, by the way, is basically a prequel or a direct lead-in to Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse for the NES. Okay, nineteen ninety, nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety. So we're going back a ways. Okay. Um, from my understanding, is the Castlevania timeline is extremely convoluted. Not really. It's very strict, actually. And they had to abandon it for the those Lords of Shadow games that came out, the 3D ones recently. Um, they had to they had to basically ditch the established timeline because because of the way Dracula comes back every hundred years, the timeline is very set in stone. Mm. So they were basically boxed into a corner. So they ditched it for the new 3D games. But gotcha. let's, let's let's all be honest, kids. 3D Castlevania games don't count. <laughs> it's all about the 2D. Um, so anyway, yeah, so, you know, they, they kept the, uh, the, the Dracula origin store. Well, again, the, his motivations pretty much in line with the show or with the, with the, with the video games. And then our protagonist, Trevor Belmont, the, of the clan of Belmont, that's all again from the game. They were, you know, asked by the church to go hunt Dracula in Castlevania three. Although in the show, you get a little more background as to why they were kind of on the outs with the church. They were accused of practicing witchcraft as well. They were excommunicated years prior, and Trevor's like the last disgraced member of the family. He's kind of a jerk. I don't really like Trevor Belmont very much in this show. Is he accurately represented from what he was in the game? In the game, he was an 8-bit sprite. Okay, that's fair. So, (laughs) it was was 1990. There wasn't a whole lot of... Well, I just on. mean from like dialogue and whatnot. Nah, not so much. Uh, but who is fairly represented, I think, anyway, so far, is uh, Alucard, Dracula's son from his human wife. Um, he's at, he's another high point of the of the show. Let's, let's I'll stay with the things I like. I like Alucard. Yes, it's hard not to like Alucard. He's really cool. He's the star of Symphony of the Night, the best Castlevania game there is. <laughs> so I was going to be predisposed to liking Alucard. And he's great in the show as well. He's got a really cool sword. Uh, him and Trevor have a great fight scene. It's probably the highlight of the show was their little fight scene in, in, the, in the fourth episode. Um, I, it was pretty cool. They, that was really well done. Yeah. Um, so I like, I like that. And um, that's good stuff. But let's get into what I don't like about the show. Okay. What everyone's waiting for, right? Drew's going to tear something apart. Because people seem to really take to it, and that's cool. I want to... Yeah. Like, I want to like this show. It's because it's based on a property I like. Let's see, you know, where it goes. So the things I liked, I just told you what I liked about it. Let me tell you the things I don't like about it. Um, real quick, just some production things I don't like about it. 
the animation quality can be good and then it can be kind of not good. That's kind of typical with anime. Is though. it? Well, that's yeah. a shame because that fight scene with, with Alucard and Trevor looked good. Yeah. The opening episode with Dracula looked good. The middle episodes are just kind of ho-hum. Just, There's also not a lot happening in those episodes. Well, that's my point exactly. I mean, anime shines when, and I'm not generalizing, not all anime, but a lot of good action anime shines when it's in motion. Sure, like sure. fast-moving action is happening. Like, not everything's going to be, you know, Dragon Ball Z, but at the same time, not everything's going to be Studio Ghibli. That's fine. That's fair. But it, it just... It was. I get what you're it, it was a little weak in the in the middle parts there. So the animation was kind of a mixed bag. Um, the other thing I have a real problem with, and I, uh, I mean, maybe it's just me, but but, but the voices in this show are way too low at times. Like I don't want to have to crank my volume up really loud because then you know when then yeah. when stuff does when go sound down, effect it's, happens. You're like Crap. right. There's a lot. I don't know if it's just like the production thing, but like there's part, there's parts in this show where it's like guys are speaking really quietly, and I can't I can't make out what they're saying. I don't think that's the show. I think that's Netflix because I've noticed that across some other shows that okay. I've watched. Well, it's annoying. Yeah, no, and, then, I, and, and there's parts me too. It's especially hard when uh, characters are whispering. There's a lot of whispering too in yeah. parts too, which is like kind of annoying. And uh, what is a production thing though, and not Netflix, is there's parts where people are talking but they're coming out of the left or the right speaker to kind of give you ambience and like a, yeah. a feeling of place because it's animation it's not a real mm-hmm. pl- you know what i mean yeah. but it just comes off as like annoying because i'm already having a hard time hearing you now you're splitting the audio channel on me out of arbitrarily out of nowhere yeah let's just keep it to the center so i know who's talking and when and i can hear little things like that irked me um now let's get into the things that, that are i yeah. The thing, not technical, more structure, structural and yeah. story problems that I have with with it. As a four episode little pilot thing, um, it doesn't really lead anywhere. Uh, it, it, it's it's like here's the people, and we're done. It's yeah. over. So that's a problem. Um, but that's 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 a structural problem. Bigger problem I have. The biggest problem I have. Look, I know. Dracula is like sending monsters out to kill everyone in the village. Yeah. But the way this show was structured and presented as a narrative, Dracula is the only character I sympathize with at all. He's the only like I I okay. he's not yeah. even the true villain no, of no. this show. The yeah, church it, is. It really and that's is. a fine angle. That's okay. You know, you know, the church yeah. did some heinous things back in the day. Burning a guy's wife at the stake is pretty pretty heinous and it's not and and they're you know they're trying to amass power that's all very valid stuff but there's a way to do that and not have dracula come out looking like the only sane and rational one in the show yeah like so wait they killed this guy's wife and now we're gonna go kill him because why like why am i mad at him again i mean yeah he is gonna kill everyone in europe fair enough but like again, it's all about presentation and the way it's presented. Yeah, I I have more sympathy with Dracula than these other characters that I that I'm that are invoking his wrath. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a real problem. We got to make Dr- Dracula villainous and quick because yeah. I'm not seeing it right now. Even though his even though like I said, it's yes, he's going to commit genocide, but you graphically showed these other people wronging him. Yeah. 
badly. It's like, yes, he's going to commit genocide, but he also gave you a year to clear out of Dodge. It's just, it's, it's weird. Maybe it's intentional. Maybe good and bad are supposed to be kind of murky here, but I feel like you're going to have a show where you're, you're, you have this, it's about teaming up these people to go fight Dracula, who's evil, the end boss of the games, the, yeah. the bad guy. I better root against that bad guy, don't you think? So, I think, I think they're kind of showing you how I think the point is to show how Dracula tried. He did to be no. Good. That's and that's again that's from the game too. And at the same time, Simon tried to Trevor. leave Trevor. Trevor tried to leave his Simon comes later family behind. Yeah. So I think you have the two. You have your main antagonist and your main protagonist crossing each other on the same bridge, more or less. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, just again from a narrative standpoint. Boy, if I'm if I'm rooting for the villain in a way, you gotta you gotta do something else here. So or we've just made a really good villain. Well, it's Dracula, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of a classic. Um, that's really my biggest problem with it is is that. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, it's fine. Um, the voice actor for Dracula is good. Uh, voice actor for Alucard is good. Trevor's okay. Um, I will say I this and this this is worth noting just for me. Um, this is written by Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis is, you know, pretty universally praised in comics. Yep. Most of, if not all, of his comics have left me cold. I'm not really a Warren Ellis guy. Okay. Granted, he did do G.I. Joe Resolute, and I will give him full marks for that. <laughs> so, just know that. Good job do, on that. What do I say, Drew? Tell me a good story. Forgive you some sense. That's right. But uh, generally speaking, I find his work in comics to be very cynical and uh, uh, mean-spirited. And, and I think that that and that kind of carry that, that kind of fits here. in the story. And it, but the thing is, that also is why I'm, maybe I'm not jiving with it. it. It's just not really hitting me in the right way. My biggest okay, but let's get to the biggest sin. Okay. The biggest sin, 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 sir. <laughs> You're gonna give me a Castlevania show. And you're not going to use any of the music from the games? What? 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 This is a series with a soundtrack that is among the the best in any video yeah. game series ever. Symphony of the Night alone is mind blowing. The soundtrack, much less Zelda, uh, Castlevania One, Castlevania Two, Castlevania Three. Yep. Come on, guy. You got to give me something. Give me a taste of 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 Vampire Killer or 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 the the uh, the theme from Simon's Quest. Trail of Blood and Tears. Yeah, something. Come let, on. Let all right. Let me ask you. I know. Do you, having watched the series now? Yes. Do you feel that music would fit thematically with the story they're trying to portray? There are songs in there that would work. Okay. And okay, and not not to mention when you have the big scene, the f- the fight scene I, f- I mentioned, things pick up, action yeah. scenes happen. Mm-hmm. Give me a little little pickup. <laughs> Give me a little little you know Castlevania music. All right. Come on, <laughs> give me something. I get you. Um, even in the opening credits, at least. Nope, not even there. The opening theme was different from what we thought it was going to be. It was boring, is what it was. I uh, know. Castlevania soundtrack should never be born. <laughs> That's just unacceptable. 
Uh, so yeah, mixed bag. There's things I like. I will uh, if season two comes out. Uh, let's let's see if they develop it. Yeah. But uh, overall, I'm not I'm not blown away. I'm not blown away. Are you in it enough to watch season two? Yes. Kay. Yes, because I want to see what they do. I want to see how they are they going to address my concerns and are we going to get into some cool, you know, Alucard versus Dracula action or what's what's let's see where vamp it goes. on vamp action. Are we going to get a little soundtrack action? Probably not. No, probably not. maybe, maybe. Um, what about you? I've, I've just, yeah, spewed, no, no. I've, I've spewed everything. That's here. fine. Um, I liked it. I really enjoyed it for me. It was like a fun little hour and 45 minutes. It's all real. Yeah. It's if that, yeah. Um, Keep in mind, I have not played the Castlevania games, so I don't have the attachments to the source material that you do. Okay. So, but to me, it felt like what something that is labeled as Castlevania should be. It got a feel of like macabre. Yeah. And no, they horror. Yeah, they did that well. Yeah. Um, I really, I thought the animation was was crisp and. I liked the voice acting. There wasn't a lot that I didn't mind uh, Trevor being a jerk because I don't need all my heroes to be, you know, heroic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just I, I enjoyed it. I took it for what it was. Um, I kind of figured you were kind of going to kind of land where you did. Like I thought the first episode after the I saw the first episode I was like I think Drew's really going to like this. I did like that episode. Second and third episode I was like eh might not like it as much as I thought. And then the end of the fourth episode like I was like I think Drew's going to be in the bag for this part. The um, end scene, yeah. I, I, yeah. Anything with so, Alucard, I'm paying yeah. attention. I'm looking forward to the second season. I'm excited to see where it's going to go, you know, possibly this can lead to the success of this can lead to other things. Hopefully we can get, you know, kind of harkening back to, to Alan's question earlier in the show, you know, what more adult themed cartoons will we like to see? Um, who knows? You know, Konami sees success with this. They'd be like, Hey, let's, you know, let's do a metal gear. Well, series. since they no longer make video games, um, no, pretty much. <laughs> um, let's do an animated series about Pachinko machine. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. So yeah, um, then, they, yeah then, they, was, then they can make a pachinko machine out of the anime about pachinko machines. <laughs> inception, inception. I can gamble on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, second season was confirmed like the second day. It yeah, was it was. It did not take long. So yeah, let's see what, more. And it's going to be eight episodes, not four. The second season. Yeah, that's kind of what they increase in increment. And increments. Yeah. I guess what I'm wondering is, uh, since this first season was kind of, like I said, a prequel to Castlevania 3, uh, will the next season be like, will it be Castlevania 3? <laughs> like, are they going to find a way to kind of make th- that game into the show? Who knows? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. One can hope. We'll see. All right. Let us get to the main event. Sure. Uh, last thing we have to review, and at this point, folks, we are going to throw out a spoilers warning. Mega we, spoiler alert. We are about to review Spider-Man Homecoming, and we will be giving out spoilers. So this is your last chance to pause the show. If you haven't seen the movie, by all means, come back and check in on our thoughts after you see the film. And we're going to be starting our review now. 
So, Drew, I think since you started off with Castlevania, I will start off with Spider-Man. Okay. Because, again, we've got, uh, you know, this is my number one sure is. character. The character that got me into comics, the character I love the most. Um, I'll do I'll do kind of the same way you did. I'll do what I liked and what I didn't like. I'll start with what I didn't like. No, you're starting with the negatives. Okay. Yeah, you know. Start out, start out with the baddies and they're good. Okay. Because I, I know what you're thinking. There's there's more I did like than what I didn't like. You could have fooled me after the movie. <laughs> well, again, I I need with any film and this can go either either way. I need a digestion period. Okay. After okay. I see okay. it. Okay. Yes. Like my initial reaction after I saw it was like this was a six out of ten. This yeah, was, you were not happy. Was, I was they did some things I was just it's not that I wasn't happy. I liked the film. But there, it's like I said to you, the things I expected to not like were the things I liked, and the things I expected to like were ended up being things I did not like. So you're going to have to elaborate on all of that. Yeah. So starting out with what I did not like. This movie was paced really well. What drove me nuts was the hour in the middle of the film where it turned into Iron Man. And it's really impressive because they turned in Iron Man without tony stark in it at all i'm talking about the spider suit and the onboard computer the jarvis-esque karen karen uh who you know what i said to you uh on a game night a couple weeks ago something about a spoiler i i got confused about something karen was voiced by jennifer conley she sure was and i saw an article saying that jennifer conley was going to be in the film i was like oh man they're bringing bring back betty from the hulk movie that you know what i just yeah (laughs) i just i got confused if it was Liv tyler you'd be right yeah yeah. exactly which that that movie doesn't get the love it should incredible hulk yeah yeah we should talk about that someday we have we have time um so yeah i did i like the way the suit looks yes the suit looks fine. It's it's probably the second best on-screen Spider-Man suit. What's the best? Amazing Spider-Man 2. That that was 100% off the page. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the big eyes too. It. Um but I does not say the suit looks bad. No, I think it looks great. I like the eyes. It, it looks great. The The eyes moving is great because uh, throwback to uh, what Todd McFarlane started to do in the 90s, getting him to emote and whatnot. Other guys did it too, but to subtle effect. Not nearly as much as McFarlane. No, did. no. Um, I just, I didn't like that it was essentially an Iron Man suit. That drove me crazy because like there's all this stuff. Like Peter is one of the, the brightest minds of the in the Marvel comic universe. Yeah. And what I really liked about the Superior Spider-Man series when like Doc Ock had taken over Peter's body is they showed like how much Peter wasn't living up to his potential. Like all the stuff in the Spider-Man suit that like all the gadgets and everything was just like Peter could have come up with this on his own. He didn't need Stark, like if they if if you he's gave, a kid. If, if you gave me a scene where 
like before, like I really love the whole opening video montage and everything showing how he fit in with civil war and everything. And that was really cool. But if you gave me a scene inside that, that shows him in a lab working on the suit himself, or even him and Tony are working on the suit together, then I'm much better with it. But the fact that he's just given this thing that does all these things that just, it didn't feel like Spider-Man. It felt like Iron Man, like the whole scene when he's trapped in the damage control warehouse and he's just talking with this onboard computer is driving me crazy because it's just, it's, ah, it's, it's not Spider-Man. It's, it's Iron Man and Spider-Man suit. So there was that, but it's actually Spider-Man, but it wasn't, but okay. Like the whole 250 different webbing combinations. Yeah. That drove me crazy because like Peter taught him, Peter could do all that stuff without computers having to do it for him, like making a net it's or all a still, parachute yeah, or yeah. whatnot. He taught himself how to do it. That's one thing. It's another thing that kind of drove me crazy about this movie is there was too much stuff that was taught to him by Tony that he didn't learn for himself, stuff that he learned for himself through experience in the books. Like what? Just a general performance What's too thing. much? <laughs> Yeah, I, it's hard for me to pinpoint, but like there's, there's too much given to him by Tony, which it gives him a suit. Kind of, kind of jumping ahead. I know we've spoken in previous weeks about what I was worried about, and I'll be the first one to admit you're right. They Stark was used the perfect amount. Yeah, in this film, you see, like you see about ninety percent. Of what he, of the film he is in in the trailers, basically yes, yeah. So that was that was something that I was worried about that didn't pan out, which I'm happy for. Um, so yeah, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the functionality of the suit. Another thing I didn't like: no spider sense. They're going to get to that apparently. No, no, I know it's going to no, years. No, no, you don't get to that. That's um, they're there. gonna get to That's that. There. From it's not the there beginning. yet. It was the first power he ever used. Well, not this time. And it was just it's so because it's the way the sense works is it's like sixty percent reflexatory. It he moves a lot of times without even before he's even realizing what he's doing. Yeah. And there was a lot of points in this film where he's just getting his butt handed to him. Sure. And I'm not talking about like by Vulture and everything. I'm talking about like Shocker and not even like, you know, A-team Shocker. We're talking like post-disintegration B-team Shocker. Okay. Um. So, yeah, the absence of the spider sense was really aggravating to me. I don't think it's something that should be gotten to. It's part of the character from the beginning. It was the first power he ever used. I really felt it should have been there. Um, so yeah, there's that. I did not like flash Thompson. I'm sorry. Flash Thompson was done terribly. Like, and this is not about casting a person of color in that you can, cast any ethnicity you want as flash thompson i'm not gonna bat an eye at that but you make him this preppy rich kid who's on somewhat 
of an intellectual playing field with Peter? No. Not really. No. Not really. He was um, he was like, the dunce of the team. No, they're not. Yeah, but he's smart enough to be on the team. But he's not. He's, he got so, bumped off of it when Peter jumped on. You're saying not only now is, is Flash Thompson not like the all-star athlete jock bully. He's it's like this preppy, whiny, rich kid sort of bully. Like the whole the whole purpose behind the Flash Thompson Peter dynamic in the early books is that like yes, you can say that that type of bully is more relevant to today. What I would say to that is A, so is the old-fashioned traditional bullying cuz that hasn't gone away at all. Mm. B, the whole point of the dynamic between Flash and Peter in the books is that Peter can stop him. Peter can beat him up, but the restraint he shows not to. When this kid's just like beating Peter up uh, mentally or mocking him mentally, it's just like it, it's, it loses so much. And I think like one of the things that, again, going back to the Amazing Spider-Man series, it's by no means the best Spider-Man series, but there are some things that they did really well in that series. And one of them was the Flash Peter dynamic. Because especially in the first movie, you get introduced to a traditional Flash. Jock, bully, slam Peter around, whatnot. But towards like the middle of the film, after Uncle Ben is killed, Flash sympathizes with Peter over his loss. One of the things they did in the comics, um, late 80s, like mid to late 80s, early 90s, is that Flash and Peter eventually became very good friends, pretty much best friends. And they started to allude to that in Amazing Spider-Man. I'm not, say, I'm not saying it can't be done here. I'm saying if they do it, it loses, because the changes made in the character, it loses the impact of that evolution of that relationship. It just, it this Flash didn't work for me. Hmm. So... I think th- those are my three biggest things. One th- one thing that did annoy me, though, like, I laughed at this at first, but when I thought about it more, I was like, uh, that really annoyed me, and Marvel normally doesn't do that. That's like a DC play. Is telling you the, is showing you the joke and then telling you why you should be laughing at the joke. The whole scene where he's running through the suburbs... Yes. And you're like, yes. oh man, this is it. they're doing Ferris Bueller and it's great. And then they show you Ferris Bueller on TV and just kill the joke. No, I like that. I, no, I, like, the, do, I like the wink and nod. I like the wink and nod too. I just don't like them showing, hey everybody, this is why you should be laughing at this. This is what we're doing. If you get it, that makes it better for you. If you're questioning it, then you have an opportunity to go, go discover why the joke was so funny. Very minor thing. All right, here's what I liked about the movie. Tom Holland, freaking fantastic as Peter and Spider-Man. For the, for the Spider-Man they are portraying, Tom Holland nailed it. We knew he was good in Civil War, stepped up his game in this, and really gave us a Peter that we can sympathize with. Um, and just a great, great performance. It felt as, and this is kind of going back to like, I didn't think I was going to like the high school aspect, 
but they did it so well that I couldn't help but like it. <laughs> like, I get that, you know, okay, we got to go through this whole high school thing again. Would I obviously prefer an older Spider-Man? Yes. But what they're doing, they're doing well. Yeah. Um, the high school stuff felt great. Um, Vulture, Keaton, holy crap, dude. <laughs> Alan, Alan posed a question earlier. Yeah. He posed a question to us. Is Keaton Vulture better than Melina Doc Ock? I have to say yes. Okay. Ultimately, I still think Spider-Man 2 is a better Spider-Man movie than Spider-Man Homecoming. But Keaton took a borderline jobber villain and made him a legitimately menacing threat. The I loved the visual. I didn't like it at first when I saw like the production stuff, but in action it works so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keaton's portrayal is great. The character is great. You have a Marvel villain that is compelling and his motivations are understandable. And it's just, it's really, really well done. He's he's great, and it's well done, and he's a great villain because he's got valid motivations. Yes. Uh, he, family, he gets screwed out of yeah. his job, basically. Yeah, so by the government. By the government, by damage control and Tony Stark and all that. Cagney and or Lacey. He kicks out some, some, some good logic saying, these people don't care about us. Yeah. Tony Stark doesn't care about us. He doesn't yeah. care about you and me. Like, these people blow things up and we're down here dealing with it. Yeah. They a, don't care. Just as much as like Spider-Man is the working man's hero. Yeah. He's the working man's villain. He's the vulture. He's, it's, and he's really good. But you know, and you said like uh, the suit, it's, it's menacing and cool, but that's not why he's a good villain at all. Yeah. I think no, his, that's per- all like, his performance. Yeah. Especially in the scene. Well, we're spoiling. We're so. spoiling. stuff. When Peter shows up at Liz's house and finds out that he's her dad. Yeah. And then they're in the car, that whole car trip, when he's putting it together. At first. Oh, my when, God, dude. When that happened, that at first, awesome. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? You're making Liz Allen the daughter of the vulture. And then I was thinking about it, I'm like, they never said her last name was they Allen. They never said her last name. And we'll get to something else so about that, I too. Was like, I was like, okay, cool. Let's yeah. go. Um, yeah, yeah. Another thing that annoyed me about the film. We have the sixth spider-man film in a row where the villain finds out his identity at the end of the movie yeah yeah it's a trope i it drives me nuts that they did it but the way they did it was just really cool and different and that uh, again another great scene uh by keaton that car scene man is yeah that car scene is worth the price of admission alone i i love fantastic Now that I'm going over things that I liked, I'm remembering things I didn't like, which are like more minor stuff. Um, the absence of New York City was definitely felt. Yeah, this like, is, but this is proto Spider Man. No, this is not proto. If he's running around the suit webs, this is not. He, you could almost argue that he reverts back to proto Spider Man. Yeah, he does. Puts on the old costume, but he, he hangs out um, in Queens. No, Spider-Man lived in Queens. He did his work in the city proper. This is a this is a new, fresh 
15-year-old kid but you don't throw out, close to home. You don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. And that is just something. I don't want them to get to it. I want it now. Um, that's just something uh, that was sorely felt. Uh, but at the same time, hold on. No, 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 so well, slow the, down. By the way, they announced that on the Blu-ray, there's going to be a lot more of those. Oh PSAs. yes, I can't wait. <laughs> those that, Captain America. Oh, dude, were awesome. The gym teacher will point <laughs> one way to the other side. Yeah, their side. Oh. yeah, I think this guy's pretty much a war criminal now. <laughs> but I got, I got to show this to you. That was that was genius. That was that awesome. Was great. Um, no, it's. Like for even though the absence of New York City was felt, we get that hysterical scene. Probably for me as a lifelong Sp- Spider-Man fan, the funniest scene in the entire movie when he shoots the web and, and there's just nothing there. <laughs> He's got to run across the golf course. That was it's awesome. A, it's a pan back shot. You just hear him off the distance. Oh, it really sucks. That was brilliant, actually. So, yeah, that, that was, was totally that was brilliant. Because it shows just like how endemic the city is to him and like how useless he could be yeah. outside of it. Yeah. That was great. Um, it felt... It, it did... It surprised me in that it felt like a classic Spider-Man story mm-hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I didn't feel like there was a lot of baggage from the universe... Uh, like when Stark shows up, the timing is right. He's in, he's out. It's it's good. Um, happy is hysterical. Yeah, as always. Yeah. Can I can I say something now? Yeah, sure. Was I the only one who felt kind of ugh when Gwyneth Paltrow showed up? I think up? we all feel that way. He was like, uh, if she didn't have back. the stupid web website, yes, yes, would we care? Yes. <laughs> if Goop if was not a thing, for Goop. <laughs> And rocks in the hoo-ha. <laughs> and the glitter. And the glitter. Or whatever, Jade Egg or something. Oh, man. If it wasn't for all that and she showed up, I'd be like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, has, back, she has that Tom Cruise kind of baggage with yeah. her now. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, that was good. Um, I was surprised how little FaceTime they did. They did it. Damn. They did it. And they still did it when I thought they were going to do yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, I it it wasn't it it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. We've kind of come to a point where we know that this is going to happen. You sure do. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, the battle at the end is fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think of our things. It ended uh, in a way I didn't expect too in that final battle. Yeah, um, the. <laughs> Shocker. See what I did there? I see. Um, the, the villain lives at the end. Well, number one, Keaton lives. Yes. Peter tried to save him. Yes. He tried to warn him that he was going to get, like his yeah. pack was going to blow up. Because that's that's what that's within the character. That's yep. what he would do. And he does save him. Yeah. But he goes to jail. Amazingly, Keaton didn't re- reveal him, though. Uh, one of two things. Because we have a... An interesting stinger. Ah! See what I did there? See what you did there. We have the introduction earlier in the movie of Mac Gargan. Sure do. Who, for those of you who are Spider-Man tried true, know as the villain, the Scorpion. I could tell because of the tattoo on his neck. Yes. See, they they were subtle about that. Scorpion. 
Scorpion. Played by the dude from uh, Better Call Saul, by the way, who plays Nacho, who's fantastic on that show. So I'm really happy to see him get a big role, or at least, you know, a prevalent role in a Spider- in a Marvel flick. That's yeah. really cool. He's also in the series Orphan Black, okay. which is equally incredible. And um, I, one of two things. One, he just wants to kill him himself. He doesn't want anyone else to get him at okay. him before he gets out. Fair enough. Other uh, perspective you can take on it. He feels he owes Peter Hmm. because he saved his life. Maybe. Maybe. But that, to me, seems like, okay, while I'm inside, I'm not going to tell anyone who you are. When I get out, all bets are off. Plus, not to mention, you have people in prison that might uh, hold it against him if he knew who he was and didn't tell them. Yeah. Yeah. So, ultimately, um, I liked the film... It is still probably outside of my top five Marvel films. I didn't... I enjoyed it. I... It's it's interesting because, like, I think I enjoyed it less because of the knowledge I have of the character. And that's why maybe why I enjoy other Marvel films more because I can take them more just as what's as being presented to me. Um, one thing I wasn't crazy about, I know all fans were marking out on, was the recreation of the Amazing Spider-Man 33. Oh, yeah, I like that. That was good. It was cool that they did it, but yeah. I think, and this is where comics will always be superior to comic films. Yeah. That scene loses something in the film because we don't get the internal dialogue. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel you there. But I'm glad. They, I'm still glad they did it. It's still cool that he, they did cause, it. Because Tom Holland acts the hell out of that scene. Yeah. Where he's being crushed by the roof and he wills himself out. Yeah. And that, that, that was pretty good. And I also thought, you know what? If you're going to go back to this original costume. Yeah. Air finger quotes, whatnot. If this is what you're going to do with the costume, just, you know what? Just as a wink and a nod to the fans. Give him the old Scarlet Spider costume. No. Give him the, give him, no, we can't do that. You simply swap the color palettes from I know. what is blue and what yeah, is red. And that's essentially what it is. I know, but we can't. We don't want to go there. Yeah. Was, I enjoy that costume. It's the, let's, let's, the less said about the Clone right. Saga. So I'm sure I'm going to think of stuff while you're talking, but that, um, that, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I would definitely go see it again. Um, I look forward to what they're going to do in the future. And so, yeah, that's my thing. All right. I loved it. Um, I, I can't get into like top five or whatever, because that's very difficult. I'm, I'm bad at ranking as we've established yeah. on this show. Cap, Cap, uh, a winter soldier is still top dog. So anything after that's just gravy. Um, but I love the movie. I thought Tom Holland was a great Spider-Man. I thought Keaton was amazing as the vulture. A world with Michael Keaton in it is a better world indeed. Yes. Um, I liked all the high school. St- I love Ned. I love Ned Leeds. The whole thing was great with their little with their friendship, and he's a, he can't keep Peter secret because he's he's too he's marking out so hard that he borderline tells the school that he's Spider Man. Oh, that was funny. Ned Ned was great. <laughs> Should have just made him ganky. Whatever. I I like it. it was funny, man. I liked him. Um, I liked the Flash Thompson thing because I think in uh, twenty seventeen. Uh, jock bully stereotype is kind of played not it's not it's it's played it's not necessarily true and in the era we live in now i I, one thing that they did do in the movie that i like they kind of established that peter and aunt may are kind of poor 
Flash is not poor. He's a rich kid. Yeah. And what do the rich kids love to do? No, I'm, hey, spoilers out there, or, or a disclaimer for any any affluent listeners. I'm not throwing y'all under the bus, but yeah, yeah. rich sponsors. En- we'll love rich them. entitled kids are crappy to not rich entitled kids. Yes, and as a that's to me as a as a more damning form of 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 bullying than you know jock guy picking on the twerp. That to me anyway. So I kind of like that. Um, and they plant enough seeds where they're, they they can be chummy down the road, like you said. It's not it's not totally out, out you know they're not totally adversarial. Um, I liked there was I liked it felt uh, it felt so much a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it didn't feel totally beholden to it. It's just enough. The way it starts off with the post Avengers with with Vulture or, or with to- yeah. tombs and uh, you know they're in the wreckage of, of one of the yep. big beasts that flew from the sky and stuff that was cool. It just it's enough to kind of remind you like, hey, this is this. Nah, it's like what the Netflix show do it's plus twenty percent. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's what it's what the shows wish they could do, kind of in a yeah. way. Um, so it's firmly entrenched, and but but that's. It's not a, an anchor weighing it down. It props it up. Like, this This yeah. is Spider-Man in this world. And that's why I'm okay with Tony giving him the suit, because a lot of the stuff in this, not a lot, but the cool parts, like the eyes and the web shooters, are still based on stuff that Peter built. He built the web shooters before Tony gave him the new and upgraded suit. And he, the, the goggle things on Peter's proto-suit, they do the thing, too. So yeah. they base that on him. So Peter still invented stuff. Tony just ramped it up and gave it to him. But then he took it away. Because I like the message that Peter had to learn. You 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 got to learn to be a hero on your own before you can just rely on tricks and gadgets and stuff. That's all. That's all good. But you got to be the man. You yeah. And see, are for the me, hero. Peter always learned that by himself through his failures. That's he fair. Didn't need Tony. That's totally fair. But I think, in, as it's presented, I think it's I think it's good because no matter what, no matter which way you want to go with it. The core of the kid is the same. All he wants to do is do good. He just yeah. wants to do the right yeah. thing. He wants to help people. Period. Yep. Totally selfless. And and he's and again, Tom Holland is fantastic in the role. I liked all the neighborhoody Spider Man stuff when he Is this anybody's bike? And he puts the note on it like someone stole this bike. Friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah. I liked all that. I liked uh uh um how he's, he's a neighborhood, they set up, they kind of established that he's like a neighborhood kid. Yep. He goes in that bodega and he gets the sandwich uh-huh. and yeah. he speaks Spanish, by the way. I liked all that. That was cool. Um, I, I liked basically everything. Um, what I didn't like, I'm with you with the spider sense. I thought like, why is it, it not here? Like you yeah. set, you set up in a, in civil war they did establish that he does they, have they enhanced... They, like, alluded to it. They said he has He's like, enhanced, I need this to kind of filter out because I'm my all my senses are ramped up to... So he's got ramped up senses. So that's a start. From what I've heard, they are going to do the spider sense later. Not excusing it for not being there now, but they're going to get to it. So, fair enough. Um... I, I, I just... I dug the whole, the whole trip, man. I thought it was a really good flick. Um... It was super enjoyable, and it establishes Spider-Man in this in this Marvel world. Yeah, and it's great. I love Spider-Man being in this world. I that that diorama on the the video blog in the beginning with the Civil Wars that was, Wars, great. That was yeah. so awesome. 
He was because he's geeking out like yeah. hard. And I love how they put so many comic characters in the film with that seemed like effortlessly. Because let's, you know, the Vulture is not the only villain in this. No, film. you got the Shocker. Got, got the Shocker. Tinker. Two of them, and the Mad Tinker, and the Prowler. And the Prowler, which I was going to next. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover, a.k.a. Lando Calrissian. <laughs> Smoothest brother in the galaxy. Give that man a cape. Um, shows up as the character who is the Prowler in the ultimate Spider-Man right. universe. Right. Who is uncle to Miles Morales. So the seed is there. Yes. Well, the seed is there. I'm hoping they don't plant it. Why? Because I want, I've mentioned this before, I want Sony to just kind of leave Peter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah they and will. And go do your own thing with Miles Morales. Oh, no, I, I wouldn't worry about that. because That's I, the smart play. That's fine. I, I don't. I, Tom Holland's going to be in these movies for the next decade, if not more. They signed him for a long time, dude. Two more pictures. Oh, they'll, re-up, they'll re-up that. Well, here's hoping. They will. Don't worry. Don't, don't worry about that. And, and then when, you know, Peter grows up and... Whatever, then they got the replacement seed planted already. The only thing that worries me that could derail this whole thing is that if Disney starts to want some of that box office money. Yeah, maybe, but I don't think they're complaining because they get to use them in Infinity War yeah. and they get to, and they get all the sweet, sweet merchandising. Yeah. Merchandising! And the real <laughs> Spider-Man the flamethrower! Exactly that. Um, no, I like pretty much all of it. Um I'm going to nitpick, like, okay, so Spider-Man was in Washington, D.C. when they were all there. Oh, thank you. Another thing that really pissed and me nobody, off. And no, nobody puts two and two together. Nobody, except Michael Keaton in the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, But, but, you know what? Mm. But, you know, mm. this is a world where yeah. Thor flies around the world yeah, yeah. in 30 seconds, no. and Iron no, Man no, could no, be anywhere on the you. planet, I so Spider-Man you. showing up is just another day at the office. True. Yeah. Why is Spider-Man afraid of heights? Because Queens, I'm not sure if you've you know been. Stop. Just stop. He it, hasn't gone up that stop. high yet. Terrible decision. No, he's learning. Dude, the whole point of the movie is that he's learning yeah. to be Spider-Man. Sorry. Can't get behind it. No. no, sir. I don't like it. Look. Spider-Man afraid of heights. Jeez. Well, he's not anymore. He did. He scales the summit, and, he, and now he's okay. But at the time, he hadn't done that yet. Yeah. Ask me how I feel about heights. Even if I had spider powers, I'd be peeing my pants. <laughs> I don't do well, well with heights, sir. It um, was nice to see the web wings. Yeah. I always did yeah. like that design choice. Um, okay, the one thing I didn't like, because it adds nothing, and it just pokes the, pokes the bee's nest, and I don't like it. Uh, the girl who played Michelle. Yeah, Zendaya, whatever her name is. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I don't. Number one, I don't trust anybody with singular name. <laughs> What's Cher? your name, man? Don't trust her. No, don't trust Cher. Sting. No, don't trust. No. Neither one of you. Bono, the singer or the per, the wrestler. That's I don't right. Trust I don't trust the. Uh, no. I, What's your name, sir? What's on your tax form? The character was enjoyable up until they. Did the thing at the end. They did the thing. Where they said, you know, my name's Michelle. My friends call me MJ. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. They've already said, Kevin Feige's out. out. She's not Mary Jane Watson. Yeah. Well, then why did you do that? Yeah. I think ultimately it's going to be a red herring. 
Then, little uh, yeah. little thing to throw aside. I didn't like that they did either. Here's the thing about Mary Jane. You should fall in love with Mary Jane from the first moment you see her. Yes. That's the character. Yes. She's not, you know, Sassy, weird, weird, outside the norm. Right. If this ca- th- Which this character, character Michelle was fine. I enjoyed her. She was funny. Yeah, yeah. She, 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 she shoved it in used Peter's her, face every once in a while. They used her just the right amount. Yeah. Her, her use in the movie was perfect. But if you're telling me that they're going to try and make her Mary Jane, I'm no, no, yeah, yeah it, it just just leave that out because it adds. Yeah. It, I'm sorry, but it adds nothing for the yeah. sake of winking it, at the audience. You know what really it is? Doesn't. It's Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Get out of this movie right now! <laughs> Get out! You're not forgiven for GI Joe, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Get out of here, Robin. What's so, Looper, man? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if you watch Looper, you'll forgive him for GI Joe. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, so yeah, I, I I dug it all. Um, it, it's Spider Man's in the Marvel U now. Yep, and it just feels right. It just feels like okay. We're we don't have the X Men, the Fantastic it Four, but we feels get, good. Doesn't feel right just it, yet. I'm happy with it. Spidey, Spidey's here. He gets the Spidey's here, man. You know what? I was a little disappointed. Spidey's in? here at the end when. Uh, like Stark has the big press conference yeah. to announce him as newest member of the Avengers. I think they missed a real fan service moment, which when Stark shows him his new costume. Yeah. First off, that costume was ugly as hell. I I, I don't remember what it looked like. I it's just ugly. You only got to see it for like a second. So second off, I think they missed a real opportunity to just do the Iron Spider costume. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm kind of surprised. They I think didn't, it would actually. be really cool if they did that. Just a little like quick wink and a nod. Yeah. Show what the the legs yeah. out. I, I I it would have been nice, but I get why yeah. they didn't. It's it's because it's a quick shot. Yeah. You know, it's not so. there for very long. Or the Miles Morales suit. Nah, that wouldn't have worked. Something. Yeah. The spider armor? The black and silver spider armor. <laughs> you know what you could have done? Not for nothing. Yeah. Cause let's be honest. Yeah. All the main disasters in the Marvel Cinematic Universes are Tony's fault. Yes, they are. Could on the black costume. Made with Chitauri technology that responds to thought. Yeah, we could get there. It's not like pure Secret Wars alien costume, but it's built with alien tech and becomes self-aware. Let me pop the brakes on you, though, and throw a curveball at you. Bear in mind, with Infinity War coming, Spidey is going to space. <laughs> yeah. So, he might yeah. encounter some weird goop up there. Yeah, that's yeah possibility. So That lives on um, the planet or whatever. That yeah. They, oh, yeah. Sure. Go for it. Um, as long as it comes from space and you do it somewhat believable. Which, wait a minute. You give it somewhat of an explanation. So without belaboring this, because we're, you know, we're, getting, we're getting a little long in the tooth here. Well, uh, Spider-Man. I know. It's Spidey. He's, he's home. Homecoming. Hey, see what they did there? Um, they're making this Venom movie. Yep. No Tom Holland. Nope. No Marvel. Nope. But somehow, whatever. So how are you going to explain the costume over there? I'm guessing it's going to be bad. Okay. I would agree with you. I will agree with you 100%. There, put it this way. Based on what we just saw in Homecoming... A Sony picture, but a Marvel production. 
that movie is firmly entrenched in Marvel's playground. How is Sony going to make these ancillary related movies? They're How are you going to beat around they're that just, bush? They're just going to be bad. It's like I said, There's Sony no way. should do should push all their chips in on Miles Morales and build that universe. But does does Miles not work as well if Peter's not around? Miles he he was directly inspired by Peter in his universe. Like that's kind of Yeah, I think he can find a way around it. Okay. Just all right. Yeah. It's fine. Um so yeah. But no, it was like I said, it was it's still not the Spider-Man I want, but it's still a good Spider-Man. I rank this uh, it's for me. It's still Spider-Man Two. Homecoming is a very close second. Okay, that's hey, that's so, yeah. that's good. Yeah, because Spider-Man Two is I, I haven't watched it in a while, but I mean that was the that was the bar for a long time. Yeah, so that's good company to be in. I'm, I, again, I'm bad at ranking. I just I enjoyed it a lot, and uh, I'm just happy to see Spider-Man get he gets to play with everyone else now. Yep, and I that feels right to me. Yeah. Having him all on his own by himself never quite sat with me, because in the comics, yeah, well, yeah, that's... He, he, there's a tier, there's Avengers tier, and then there's Spider Man, and yeah. for, for a long, 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 long time, there was that gap. You know, there was like, yeah. I'm not one of them. I'm this guy, and now in the movies, you have that again. It's like, yeah. I'm not quite there. I'm, I'm over here. And this is where I we acknowledge that you're there, but I'm over here. The, that feels right yeah, to me. It's the thing. The thing still gets to me. It was a it was a panel from uh, the one not one more day. The oh god, I don't. It uh, was when they were trying to explain what happened to Peter Mary Jane post one more day. They were doing the story brand line, new day, brand new day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Tony, Reed Richards, Doctor Strange, and Cap are discussing because they have this possibility of helping Peter to get his secret identity back. And Tony has a line like, they're discussing whether or not they should do it. And ultimately, they decide to do it because Tony says, he represents the best of all of us. And that, to me, that is what Spider-Man needs to be in a Marvel, whether it's comic universe or cinematic universe. He doesn't need to be the most powerful or the smartest or anything like that, but he needs to be the sum total of the best parts of all of those. Yeah, like I said, he's yeah. he is he's got a the, the character in the movie and in the comic. He's got a great heart, totally selfless, wants to do the right thing. He's the he's he's great. He's, so, a, he's a good dude. Yeah, I can really see because I think we're going to have some. I think post Infinity War, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to look very different. That's what Kevin Feige's saying. Than it looks now. So hopefully, Spider Man will be the new kind of status quo. Yeah, I would expect that. Hopefully, he'll be the new Tony. We'll see, but not in Tony Stark. Armor. I'm okay that with all that. Look like Spider-Man costume. So, are we good? I'm good. I'm all very right. good, folks. Thanks for sticking with us. We've got some uh, some fun one-off episodes coming up. 
just a bunch of reviews this episode. If you would like to contact us, send us any questions, comments, uh, get the word out about the show. You can find us at the following social media locations. You can find us on Twitter at devil's do pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devil's do pod. You can email us at the devil's do pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources on our website, the devil's do podcast.com. That's our show for this week. We appreciate you coming out first. Drew, any last thoughts, words, comments, questions? Uh, no, man, I'm good. Uh, whip and whatnot wallop and web snappers all right folks thanks for joining us court 